0: Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is your host uh, Jim Ventura. Uh, welcome everyone, whether you're catching the show live or uh, in archive. Again, welcome. Uh, a little bit about me, and then we'll kind of launch into our show here. I am a professional astrologer and Oracle expert. I like the term uh, navigational consultant versus uh, psychic, Uh, but uh, I work a lot of different types of oracles, and um, just, um, you know, if you want information about services that I offer, you can go to my website at jimventura.com. I do um, uh, live sessions here in my home office in Phoenix as well as my phone and FaceTime and all that good stuff. Also teach classes on a lot of different metaphysical subjects. You've got a around on my website for that, but you can find that as well. Uh, you can catch me on other social media sites like uh, TikTok and, and uh, Instagram and, and uh, Facebook, of course, as well. And obviously I'm an author, so uh, today is our live column read show. So I am going to read this uh, particular month's column and then I'm going to talk about it in more detail. Uh, it is a new column and uh, about a subject I've wanted to get to for a very, very long time. Um, I see a couple of people jumping in in the phone lines. I uh, always appreciate the calls, but during uh, column shows, I generally don't have time to take uh, live calls, so it will be unlikely that I'll be able to do that today. Uh, okay, so uh, my column is called Snake Oil. Uh, I write a uh, every-other-month column. Uh, you can get uh, my column by subscribing to it by request it's free turasyahoo dot com find the information here on the site as well as my uh, my uh, my uh, uh, Ventura'll uh, blank my words today as well as on my website uh, at JimVentura.com for info on uh, signing up for the column so you can get that every other month okay. So um, this, this particular column that I'm going to read and talk about is all about the planet Neptune and a uh, slippery slope, so to speak, of wonderfulness and our highest ideals, and it represents, uh, you know, the things that we, we strive for, where we find magic and amazing stories of things that occur in life. It could also be where we can touch upon tragedy as well, interesting enough, and as I go through the column, I'll explain that in a bit more detail Uh, Also, after I read the column, I want to talk about the influences of this in your astrology chart. So this is something that's good for everybody, uh, even if you've never had an astrology chart reading with me or with another reader or on your own. uh, You can use some of this information to look up a bit of this on your own and get some good insight to your own chart. So, okay, so this particular column is called Karen Carpenter, The Wizard of Oz and Neptune. YouTube now has quite a few videos with young people playing carpenter songs. Many of them are hearing them for the very first time. The look of disbelief from young rappers to professional voice coaches is priceless. Stunned, moved to tears, and just simply blown away by pure talent. Her voice was nothing short of extraordinary. In a similar way, most everyone who has watched the movie The Wizard of Oz is instantly captivated Typical reactions move back and forth between elation, awe, to sadness, fear, and then back again. They're both great examples of powerful collaborations that touch upon something deeper in all of us. While we have practical needs, we also long for magic and the extraordinary and how miraculously things can sometimes come together. Life can be enchanting at times, yet this aspect can also walk hand in hand with illusion, even tragedy. In astrology, this aspect of humanity, a part that exists in all of us, can be explained by the energy movement of the planet Neptune. Neptune represents our dream life in the subconscious. Named after the god of the sea, it is the aspect that triggers mystical things that appear in this world. The bleed throughs from the other world. It represents inspiration, poetry, glamour, things that captivate us. And the life appears in technicolor. Think of the appeal of epic movies, special effects, and the allure of movie and television stars, often created in Tinseltown. Marilyn Monroe was a country girl who became a superstar and a legend. Sometimes the fantasy and larger-than-life tales are even more epic than the actual people or events. Often a strongly placed Neptune in an astrology chart will show a disposition towards spiritualism, artistry, musicians, and people who seem to have a little or a lot of personal charisma. Neptune takes approximately 14 years to move through a sign. The sign it was in when you were born is part of your generation's ideals. The house of life where it's placed, and where Pisces is on the cusp of that house as well, is where it can get more specific and personal. In the second house, for example, it can do with how you make money, how you create security for yourself. In the fourth house, it can be the search for an ideal home or family, often triggered by a missing parent. In the seventh house, it can be both a place of soulmate experiences, illusion, and the search for the ideal mate. In the eleventh house, you are the kind, empathetic friend who may at times see your friends through an overly idealistic lens. Any of the twelve houses where Neptune lives points to areas where you've experienced profound stories in your life that changed you. The areas of life can also share where we may have at times wore rose-colored glasses and the angels weeped. We're inclined to reach for something greater than ourselves, and this is where we may lose our way, and the ideal cannot match tangible reality. is connected to our compassion, our kindness, our selflessness, and sacrifice. It rules the son of Pisces, too, the compassionate, empathic part of us that is beautiful, a bit angelic. Without it, we would be dry and sterile if we only relied on our intellects. The search for our personal ideal or kindness, devotion, and lack of boundaries can at times lead to suffering. The negative aspects of Neptune are deception, confusion, fraud, and scams. An, An afflicted Neptune, meaning badly aspected in a natal chart, can lead to preferring fantasy over reality. In extreme cases, the seeking of release can lead to drug or alcohol abuse, criminal tendencies, and other forms of escapism. We yearn to dissolve the pain and find ecstasy. When we can't reach our ideals or give too much of ourselves, we can splinter and feel pain. A lack of healthy boundaries can trigger the negative aspects of Neptune and wreak havoc. I have Neptune in my seventh house of marriage and partnerships in my natal chart. I can save in love, like head over heels, clouds parting, trumpets blaring connections, five times already in my life and a few more that came awfully close. Some were good, even great, and a few, especially in my younger years, were a bit nightmarish. A criminal, a few other lost souls, in other ways, painfully dotted my landscape. I played the victim and the savior, archetype out a few times. My heightened empathy at a young age for other young men and women who were dealing with abusive parents or conditions maybe me want to help alleviate their pain to be the big brother, the good one they seemed to need. Age and a healthy dose of Saturn, the responsible sobering part of us that gets wiser over time after many tests, have helped me keep the Neptune ideal while paying attention to what is actually real. People abused in their past can at times become the abusers themselves. Unrequited love can be common with Neptune in the fifth, the seventh, or the eighth houses of personal relationships—a frustrating experience, but weirdly useful to performers. She's for performers and all kinds of creative people. In The Wizard of Oz, a young Dorothy wants to escape her home in the pain of her life, and after a tornado lifts her home, she finds herself in a magical world. She makes amazing new friends, confronts monsters, good witches, and bad ones over the rainbow. With all of its colorful, jaw-dropping, epic, and fascinating scenes, she longs to go home. The smoke and mirrors of the powerful Oz are exposed. And eventually she realized that she could have gone home all along and that there is no place like home. Karen Carpenter, son in Pisces in the 10th house of career, status in the world, searches for an ideal love. Millions of people have used the song, We've Only Just Begun, as a wedding song. I dare you not tear up a little or a lot when you hear it. It represents the ideal of starting a life together with a significant other. The songs were both uplifting and sad, a wide range of emotions in her voice and a large catalog of hiss and popular songs are now etched in history. After years of incredible moving music, she sadly passes away from anorexia. The love she looked for outside herself needed to be found within. The sadness of this loss shook the world, and for many, it is still difficult to grasp after many decades. The legacy of what she left behind is awe-inspiring. It's never been duplicated. All of this is truly a picture of Neptune. What does Neptune ask of us? We're reminded to experience the colorfulness of life, to allow a bit of glamour, idealism, inspiration, and remarkable things to be part of our world sometimes. We can be inspired both by real tangible things and at times when the other other world slips into our backyard. These aspects of life aren't necessarily across purposes. There are times when things are truly magical. Do we really want to miss out on a bit of enchantment? Neptune asks that we remember kindness and compassion. Everyone is wounded in some ways. When we understand this, we can tap into the higher energy of Christ and the beauty of sacrifice. This path can lead us to feel a deeper, higher form of love. Neptune will help you inspire others in a world that longs for insight and healing. Along the way, blind faith may lead you in real pain on occasion. When this occurs, we need to shore up our faith again. A little pain and sadness can also be beautiful. We have to look at where we got lost and rely too much on an ideal or a fantasy where we put on rose colored glasses. Did we connect to a deeper truth or was what we wanted to see? Either way, later when the story is told, it will be a wondrous one, even with some moments of pain, is one of the fantastic parts of being human. And this is why the Neptune part of us matters, and why the Wizard of Oz and the Carpenter's songs and similar Neptunian things will endure for a very, very long time. Okay, so I had, uh, and that is my column, And I had written this uh, in the early, uh, late part of December and early part of January. Uh, So it was kind of a quick turnaround to get this in print. But I did it, thanks to my wonderful editing ability of my sister in New York, who does editing work for me. And um, I will note that sometimes even, like, even though it's been edited and I went through it multiple times, like, sometimes I'll read something and catch a flaw still that's in there. This has to do with having... Uh, three planets in Virgo <laughs> in a conjunction in my natal chart, perfectionist, um, stuff that I catch. Uh, anyway, so, um, you know, it's fun writing this. Uh, you know, Neptune can be kind of a confusing thing to people. Uh, you know, what I'd like to explain to people, you know, in understanding Western astrology, astrologies in general, of course, um, is and I think this is really important to acknowledge um, all of the planets sun moon mercury venus mars Jupiter, saturn you know sun and the moon are technically not planets uh but they represent attributes of who we are a personality elements of society you know dispositions um again in astrology everybody has these these attributes in some ways um you know mercury rules the way we think and communicate and express ourselves so the sign that it's in will show the style of how you communicate and express yourself. If it's in Libra, you'll communicate like Libra. Um, You know, Venus represents feminine energy, creativity. Uh, Mars is our masculine energy, our assertiveness. So you can run through all of these different planetary energies and – You know, what astrologers understand is that we're part of the universe, so the movement of the planets is movement within us as well, too. Again, when you get toward outer planets like Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, we know they don't consider Pluto a planet anymore, which is nonsense. It is. Uh, (laughs) um, Those become more generational because they stay uh, in sign for a longer period of time. But the interesting part, of course, is uh, they end up in a personal spot in your natal chart. That's why, you know, astrologers are such nudges about knowing your birth time. And if anybody has trouble with their birth time, if you're born in a hospital, uh, most hospitals will have um, some record of the time of your birth if you don't know what that is. And it is important for that to be fairly specific, to get a rising sign and and a, a proper house placement. Uh, I remember people have had trouble with that. I get it. It's a bummer uh, if you weren't born in a hospital or, or born where they didn't keep good records. But what might practically remind you for people who have any trouble finding the birth time is sometimes if you call a hospital, you can ask for the second copy of the birth certificate that they often have a file, which will often have the time of birth. Uh, sometimes if you ask them to send it, they may not send that part. So it's worth asking, you know. Then you know, does your mom remember the time? You know, when I was a kid, I always had. Uh, there was like a, I guess the hospital I was born in did this thing where they were making plates that had like my name, my date of birth, and my time of birth. Like little actual plates that you were given, like as a prize. You know, so as a child, like that was hanging up on a shelf in my room. When I grew up, my plate with my my birth time and that information. You know, no accidents in the universe, very Neptunian, right? Um, so, you know, Neptune is an interesting planet because, again, it can represent kind of an elusive part of us, as, as I said in the piece. It is our empathy. It's our kindness. It's our, the soft part of us. You know, if you're a person who loves animals, for instance, uh, you may, uh, you know, you may rescue animals. Um, very common with, uh, interestingly, with people that have Neptune in sixth house, uh although so it can be in other places um and that's great you know having you know being the person that saves five cats is amazing but you know you're also in a house full of you know five or six cats that can cause problems on relationships a lot of people are allergic to cats or you know other factors that can come into play it's a simple example that sometimes neptune can tilt us you know in a way um like i had mentioned in the piece i have it in my house of you know, of marriage and partnerships and, and relationships and one-on-one relationships. And, yeah, like I said, I, you know, I've always been, you know, very idealistic about finding the perfect mate, the partner. And I have had some amazing connections in this life, true soulmate um, connections at different points where, you know, there are past life connections and all kinds of good stuff. You know, in some cases, you're paying back karma, and uh, that's no fun. Uh <laughs> had a few disasters that sprung from them uh, as well. But, uh, you know, I never lost that idealism about finding, you know, an ideal mate. Uh, Like I said, the piece, the older I get, the more I maintain a certain optimism and idealism about that. Again, very Neptunian. But, like, I'm also a realist in a practical sense. And, you know, a little, you know, wearing a little rose-colored glasses is good. You know, you become boring and dry if you don't have a little bit of a sense of that vision. And, um, but too much of it, is, you know, you're a dummy. Uh, you know, I say that with humor. I, you know, when I was 24, I, I lived with a criminal that I had very strong feelings for. It's a long story of what I wrote about in my first book, Dirty Little Secrets, interestingly. Um, and, you know, uh, I blinded myself uh, with that savior-rescuer energy. And then it was a criminal who stole from me and brutalized me financially and emotionally. And that was not an easy thing. Um, you know, talking about the angels weeping, that was a very difficult period when I was about 25, but I always say the good side of that is, you know, older and wiser. I can kind of smell criminals and liars from a mile away, <laughs> you know, so the skill was developed to experience, but, uh, um, you know, yeah, that sort of combo with Neptune in the seventh house. So let me, you know, let me talk a little bit more about Neptune. Then, as I said, I want to go through some of the house placements for my listeners. So if you know where Neptune is in your natal chart, you can kind of get a feel about this. Um, and just for practical reasons, you know, obviously when you don't want to do all the legwork, the research work, that is why you hire an astrologer. And um, you know, astrologers generally are not cheap, but for good reason, uh, you know, and uh, I am an astrologer, so that's one option. You know, I can do those by phone as well as in office, but um, you can research on your own. There are sites like astro.com and Those sites where you can punch in that information and get an astrology chart. It just may take a little bit to learn to read it. Um, and so, you know, that's a little bit of work. And, again, as I mentioned before, I also teach classes on astrology. And you don't have to come in office for that. Those can be done by Zoom or, um, or FaceTime or just by phone. So info about that on my, on my, uh, my website, teachandmentor.com. But the main thing is, again, you don't, you don't have to do this. You can learn on your own if you want to. And so just it's about tracking Neptune in your natal chart. So it'll show where that kindness is, that soft touch, that empathy is, that, that part of you that's giving an idealistic in tone. So it will have uh, – Neptune will be placed in a sign. Again, that is generational. Uh, so in, within that 14-year range, you know, everyone in your generation would have had Neptune there. I was born in late 64, um, tilting toward the early part of 65. And Neptune was in Scorpio, so uh, I have Neptune in Scorpio, but it's natively placed in my seventh house. And as I'd also mentioned, when you find the sign of Pisces in a natal chart, wherever Pisces is in your natal chart is also going to be with us a bit of a Neptunian feel. And the reason that is so is because the ruling planet for Neptune is, uh, sorry, the ruling planet for Pisces is Neptune. So you'll get kind of a softer version of this. You know, the house that it's in is going to really, you know, blare the trumpets is where it's going to really hit you. But you can see this also to some extent in, uh, you know, the house placement of Pisces. especially if there are planets in Pisces on top of it. But, in, again, in that case, similar dynamics. But, again, let's stick with the house placements at this point. Just let's confuse anybody. a bit. So the 12 houses in astrology. So let me give you a brief uh, rundown of each house by looking at Neptune if it's in that house. The first house is the house of our personality, the way we project yourself, who we are. So when Neptune is in your first house of of personality, of who you are, of your body, your image, it can create a very colorful kind of effect, especially dependent on the sign that it's in, where people will be magnetized, uh, magnetic towards you. Um, if you can be uh, kind of a soft voice or a tone or touch about you uh, in terms of your style or you know and your your image, but it can also be where you don't see yourself clearly, where you're very idealistic about what you want to be, how you want to look, how you want to come across. The second house is money and finance, is how we create uh, security for ourselves. So you know Neptune in the second house means you know you can have magical stuff about you know, making how you made money. Like money sometimes comes to you magically and mysteriously in amazing ways, or it can be connected with making money through um, through your empathy, through your kindness, through that uh, Neptunian ability to be kind and understanding and loving and giving. Uh, I, had, I remember years ago having a client who was in office with me, and she was having her husband's astrology chart read, and he had Neptune in the second house. I'm not sure what sign it was in, um, off cuff, but... Um, she laughed because she kept she kept saying like he 's amazing at making money. Um, he locks out things happen sometimes, but he also tends to give it away a lot of times to people like his children from previous marriage and friends he 's too generous <laughs> so I laughed i mean that 's like perfect for you know Neptune in the second house. Neptune in the third house is uh house of communication, expression, learning, knowledge, information. So you can be very idealistic in tone there about knowledge and learning. Like I, my little sister has Neptune in her third house, and uh, they sometimes call that the velvet voice, by the way, where one can have a strong voice um, or kind of a, a, a magnetic ability to communicate in that way. Uh, and she just one of her favorite jobs that she had over, during her lifetime was uh, being a working in a library, just being around books and information. Very third house, knowledge, learning. But it also be where you know the negative side can be like sometimes people misconstruing what you're saying, not understanding you're saying one thing and they're hearing something else. So there can be a little bit of that in that place. Neptune in the fourth house, fourth house is home and the family. So, you know, typically, uh, especially if, if uh, Neptune is placed near the what we call the IC, the cusp of the fourth house, um, it can have to do with a mother who, the well, fourth house often represents the influence of a mother. Sometimes a father, but generally it's more often the mother. Depends on certainly how you were raised um, and by who. So you can get the effect of, on the positive side, like searching for the ideal home and family or space to live in. Um, you know, the enjoyment of retreating to your, you know, your, your recharge batteries type place in a home. Uh, the negative can be sometimes having a mother that was a martyr in some ways, or a missing parent is not uncommon with Neptune in the fourth house, so we're searching for that lost family in our life. Neptune in the fifth house, we step in the relationship house is the performance house. So the fifth house, creati- creativity, romance, risk-taking, play, gambling, children. You know, Neptune in the fifth house can indicate a very idealistic tone toward love and relationships and flirtation. Um, there's a need to be kind of, um, you know, a little risk-oriented in a way in life, but, you know, with a soft touch attached to it. Um, you know, because it corresponds to creativity and children. Also, many people with Neptune in the fifth house can have, you know, some amazing connections to children, their own children or children in general, but also sometimes a little bit of horror show can mix in. Uh, A friend with Neptune in the fifth house, and she's got two sons, and one of them, she has a great relationship. The other one doesn't speak to her and hasn't in years, no matter what she does. Neptune in the sixth house is work, service, health, uh maintenance body repair so neptune in the sixth house people are often drawn to service professions with neptune in the sixth house but a lot of uh waiters and waitresses and bartenders and therapists and teachers and nurses and caretakers and doctors and fixers and uh therapists and and i have a friend that's neptune in the sixth house that's a personal trainer helping people sculpt their bodies but because the sixth house is also the house of, of work and business has work and service, so there can be idealism around that subject and illusion connected with that area, sixth house is also the house of health. So sometimes people can miraculously and magically heal if they get ill. Other times it could be an elusive illness that may be part of it. Again, a lot depends on the sign there. I mentioned the seventh house, marriage and partnerships, relationships. Uh, I have that placement, so I talked about that, but so positive side of that is these soulmate connections, these deeper connections where you know somewhere, the familiarity, you know, when you meet someone and there's magic, you know, the clouds part, like I said, um, I've had a number of those experiences in my life. I always joke about that. If I never fall in love again, um, that's a song. Uh, I, uh, because I've had so many experiences that I, I you know, I won't have been gypped. You know what I mean? But I'm idealistic. I could, you know, at any point, that could be another change in my life. Um, But it can also be illusion, you know, um, being drawn to liars and scammers. You can see, um, you know, you see that all over the television with people, you know, dating some guy or girl in Africa that ends up being BS, you know what I mean, and taking their money. And sometimes that can surface with the seventh house as well, too. You know, I would also mention before I go into the other houses, you know, Neptune asks us to keep our idealism, but also to to dissolve our BS, to still keep an ideal, sometimes dissolving the way we see things. Like there's a process there. Talk a little bit more about that in a minute when I uh, punch through the rest of the houses. Neptune, the eighth house, house has sex, transformation, um, you know, uh, inheritances. Shared resources like banking and how we earn income. So Neptune in that house can indicate kind of a magical energy around sex. You can lose yourself in in sex and intimacy. You can uh, be very sometimes sexually appealing to others. Uh, There can be, you know, a lot of energy around uh, making money through shared resources, you know, I would sort of say seventh house is like the house of established relationship. Eighth house is the nitty-gritty. Like what happens when you're partnered with someone? What happens when one person makes more money than another? Is there a power play that ensues? What happens if you've got children from a previous marriage? And uh, that causes some controversy around shared resources financially or in other ways. So some of these things can surface with the eighth house as well and Neptune there, stuff that you need to clear. Neptune in the ninth house. Uh, philosophy travel higher education you get a lot of teachers uh, a lot of people that are travelers travel agents people that you know have an ideal around travel and exploring and learning languages and um, you know sometimes the ninth house can correspond to publishing as well um, you know the ninth house is being very idealistic about your beliefs about your philosophy uh, but you may go through periods where you have to do a turnaround in your philosophy where you believe may not be true and, or, you know, that you got too idealistic about that. And you have to change your philosophy around. I have a friend, uh, my friend's a friend too, I guess, but one of my, one of my uh, friends for many years. His wife is Neptune in the, uh, I think it's in Sagittarius, in her ninth house. And, uh, you know, she's fanatically left, liberally almost to the point of exhaustion, you know, uh, there, you know, she stopped speaking to me when COVID started for various reasons, because I'm evil in her mind that it was not following her extreme leftist rules, just as I ignore the extreme right wing rules. Um, all dumb. Uh, but she's, you know, she's a brilliant person. She, she taught uh school for many years. She's done amazing travels. Uh, she's very high ideals, but to me, she got kind of a little carried away, which can sometimes happen with, with Neptune in the ninth. Neptune the 10th, mentioned the Karen Carpenter, Sun in Pisces in the 10th house. Uh, so that's very Neptunian in its tone as well. But so if Neptune's in your 10th house, it's in your career house, your status house, who you are in the world. So it can definitely bode well for becoming famous or recognizable and having kind of a charismatic Neptunian type of a disposition. Again, your work and, you know, your sense of what you do in the world may be service-oriented. It's very idealistic about your mission, your message, which are meant to do in this life. But there can be changes at different points when maybe the illusion of what you wanted uh, kind of falls away and you realize that you might have strove for that and now you don't really want it. You know, you find a lot of celebrities and people that became famous for a while and then bow out after a while to realize that they thought it was what they wanted and they wanted it for a while and then they preferred more of a pullback. Um, not a combo with Neptune in the 11th house. 10th house, sorry. Neptune in the 11th house is hopes and dreams, group associations, friendships. It can mean you're very idealistic in tone toward what is your striving for? What does you want out of life? Uh, Neptune in that house. Uh, strong impact with, your, your, with friendships. You can idolize your friends. You can be um, the kind friend, the one, Neptunian, the kind, understanding, compassionate one. I dated someone years ago that had Neptune in the 11th house who had some amazing friendships and also some, how shall I put this delicately, dopes, uh, that, that kind of took advantage. Uh, it was interesting, but very idealistic toward goals and dreams. As, you know, that, that's very strong with Neptune and the eleventh house. And Neptune in the twelfth house is the twelfth house of the unconscious, the subconscious, uh, past lifetimes, the bleed through of who we were before um, selflessness. Um, you know, Neptune is at home in its twelfth house because it's similar to of energy. You can kind of hear that. So Neptune in the twelfth can be like having, you know, kind of, you know, magical spirit guides and information and, you know, help on the shoulder, getting saved at the last minute. It can also be where, like, sick of Neptune the 12th house is like, it can be, sometimes there is, uh, you know, 12th house itself, they used to call that the house of secret enemies. And it meant that sometimes you would, you know, find out a friend or a partner turned out to be not as, Forthright, as you might have thought, that they could have turned on you, or you know, were sabotaging in some ways. There's a little bit of energy of sabotage connected with uh, with Neptune in the twelfth house that one could gear toward. You know, at, at a practical level, it can often be people that work in hospitals and prisons and larger places. That's another element of the the twelfth house and ashrams and retreats, and you know, the need to pull away to recharge your batteries. So that's a quick you know, run through at some basic levels of Neptune to the houses. Now, let me also add that that's what's interesting about astrology. Not only are you looking at house placements, but you're looking at angles to other planets. So, for instance, if Neptune is what we call badly aspected, meaning forming squares or oppositions or hard angles to other planets, it can be more inclined to experience some of the difficult sides of Neptune. When Neptune is in an easy angle – uh, like a trine, or a, uh, which is a 120-degree angle, or a sextile, which is like a 60-degree angle. know those can create, like, um, kind of an easy type of an energy. Uh, like, for instance, if you've got an easy angle between Neptune and Venus, it can make you very pretty, very attractive, very um, compelling to other people very naturally, kind of a kindness and a soft touch. know that's a good angle. Even if it's a hard angle between, for instance, like Neptune and Venus, um, you may have to work a little harder at, at your image and creating that, but you also potentially can You know, don't get scared off by hard angles in a chart. Often they indicate where we've had lessons and learning and difficulty that eventually makes us kind of stronger. So that's what it means when Neptune is, uh, you know, badly aspected or, or well-aspected in, in an astrology chart. I have Neptune opposite Jupiter in my natal chart and i was sort of humorously said i have this thing where like especially when i was younger i would sometimes spend money it's in my connected with money area energy um but i would not spend money before i got it like i knew the money was coming so you know in my younger days it got me into credit card debt um you know where i would overspend or you know get too idealistic about money that was coming in eventually it did but you spent it already you know, that type of thing. You know, on the positive side, I've also times when I've had money come kind of magically and and easily to me, you know, that getting saved in the 11th hour. Uh, It's a little bit of Sagittarian sun sign energy there. Um, So, yeah, that's considered a hard angle, but I, you know, I have easier, easy angles between Neptune and other planets, so it isn't as greatly afflicted as other people might experience. Um, I also want to talk about uh, another. Uh, aspects. We don't have that much time left, and uh, I see a couple people, again, in the um, in the call docket. I'm not going to be able to take calls today. I've only got about seven minutes on today's show, so my apologies for that. You know, sometimes they do astrological update shows. We I mean, usually will take calls then, but column read shows, I generally don't take live calls. We just don't have time for it. Um, and um, usually people want to ask more personal questions, which doesn't, generally doesn't apply to a larger audience, so I won't be able to take a live call today. Um, so I want to talk about something else that's kind of coming along, and I'll probably talk about this more in a show probably specifically devoted to this, but not only do you have your personal Neptunian placements with things and how they influence us but also there is a larger scope of of neptune moving through the signs and through uh and and through the sky in the world at large so there's an interesting astrological configuration coming up so i want to briefly mention this that will affect everybody uh neptune will make a conjunction to Jupiter. So I think it's actually Jupiter conjuncting Neptune. And I believe it's around April 12th. So we should feel this somewhat a few weeks before and a few weeks after, which is typical of conjunctions of that magnitude. I think the last time this conjunction had come along was like 1850 something. Uh, So it's not very, very common. For this to occur so this conjunction which again will affect everyone looking at where in your chart this will hit of course is going to be more significant what house of life but in general that configuration that both in some ways benefactor planets Jupiter is about expansion and growth and opportunity and idealism and colorfulness and luck and benefits and Neptune as we had talked about is about kindness and understanding and sympathy and empathy so these two planets coming together in Pisces, by the way, um, I'll mention a possible negative effect. They're both, you know, they're both plant, big planetary energies in water, a water sign. So there may be some you know, floods or water issues that can happen in the world in different places. I would not be surprised by that. It's a lot of water to come together. Um, That's kind of one of the negatives a lot more for the positives. Uh, Two of these benefactor planets coming together should create kind of expansiveness around compassion, about understanding, about kindness. So I think this is so sorely needed at this point. I've talked about this in other shows and if you follow my columns, you know, I've I've kind of kindly talked about this subject in other ways. Um, I've observed a lot of harshness over the last couple of years Uh, A lot of political anger, a lot of tribalism about what side you're on and what's right and what's wrong and who's good and who's bad and unfriending people because you don't agree with their presidential pick or philosophy or point of view. Um, Horrible, by the way. I mean, this has been so – it's not like it hasn't always existed, but to me it's been really pronounced uh, over the last uh, few years or so. And then, of course, you know, with COVID for the last two years, you see a really – um, extremism on both sides. You have people that are, um, you know, people that are pro, you know, vaccination and following the rules around that, you know, angry at the quote unquote anti-vaxxers. And you've got some of the anti-vaxxers angry at the, you know, pro-vaccine people because they feel like they're giving up their freedom and selling out. You know, I have my own t- take on all of this, which is Someone who's used holistic medicine for good almost thirty years now primarily um, so you could probably safely guess where my point of view is, but i I don't begrudge anyone their perspective you know I always kind of say that if you're um you know if you're if you're for a vaccine and these boosters and things like that, good for you if that makes you feel safer and you know and and you feel you're you're protecting yourself and your family you know good for you. Um, I think that that's, you know, fine. Uh, I have, you know, a little trouble with this endless pharmaceutical addiction we have in this world um, personally, but I don't begrudge other people those choices and what they feel is right for them. Everyone's got to choose what's best for them. Um, and then on the other side is calling anti-vaxxers anti-vaxxers. You know, many, uh, some of them are crazy, but also, you know, a good portion of anti-vaxxers are people that are use holistic medicine, alternative medicine that are... You know, not sold on this idea that you should be forced into something. Uh, So my take from the beginning has been both sides have a point. Both sides want to solve this. But there becomes an anger and, you know, an ugliness about doing it my way or the highway. Um, And that's been another thing that's been heightened dramatically in the last couple of years. So this configuration that I'm bringing up, this uh, Neptune-Jupiter conjunction, bodes well. Because I think it's going to bring more understanding, more compassion into the world. I think it's going to act as a trigger for more people to begin to understand the other perspective or or other point of view on the other side. Is it going to heal everything and make everything perfect? No. I mean, people still want to have their battles and their disagreements and their difficulties, of course. But will it add that flavor to the world at large? Absolutely. So, again, two benefactor planets. both Jupiter and Neptune, potentially coming together in a conjunction, meaning they're on top of each other from a, obviously not a physical point of view, but you look at a telescope, they would be right behind each other, so to speak, at that point. Um, this is significant, um, and I, I, I think it's something very needed at this point. Uh, I think it will soften a lot of people and bring a little bit of a softer, kinder element into the world, which to me, again, I cannot stress it's so sorely needed. Uh, like I said, even you know, I, I talked about this before. Even you know, when when Donald Trump is elected, if you're in the U.S. and you're hearing this, um, you know, I, I'm not a fan. I never was a fan of Donald Trump. I, 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 I joke and I say when he talks, I feel like putting nail a nail in my ears to make it end. Um, but I also like I like my I like my Trump friends. They love their dogs and they care about their children and. No, I don't begrudge that. You know, what I mean, I grew up with a mother that I had different political uh, opinions and religious opinions. That didn't stop me from loving my mother. So I think that's just something that interests me about human nature, uh, about being so ugly in that way toward each other if we disagree. I just seen too much of that. You know, I've been unfriended by clients on Facebook and places because they don't like my points of view. And I've even had that in with actual friends who tossed me aside during this, which is very sad uh, from my perspective that somebody would do that, but because they don't agree with you 100% politically. But So this conjunction bodes well for adding a bit more compassion, more understanding, more expansion. So we'll have to see how this all pans out. Pisces is about selflessness and service and compassion and kindness itself in that way and multiple sides of things. So boom, boom, stuff coming that, that could be useful. At this point, okay, looks like we're almost out of time here. So let me mention um, information about my services. One-on-one sessions can be in office or by phone or Facetime, and all that good stuff. You can find that info out on JimVentura.com, and um, if you're not already, uh, email me and request being added to my uh, every other month newsletter mailing list. Blind copied. Then ever get your email address for me to give you access to specials and things I run sometimes for sessions. And uh, you get to read the columns when they come out fresh. And uh, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I post different things in different places, Uh, you know, once a month really, once or twice a month for each thing. And I'm actually doing TikTok now. I know it's like I'm 100 years old and I got my arm twisted to do TikTok. (laughs) God, it's like a kiddie thing to me. But you know what? It's cool because I – I'm posting videos there. I have a, a, a my handle is Animal Speaks, and I talk about how to talk and communicate with animals and animal totems. Right now, I'm all about cats. I'm going to get to some other animals in time. I'll do a video every few weeks or so on TikTok. Okay, boys and girls, I'll be back uh, next month, and I probably will do a more expanded show about that configuration and astrology show. And Maybe I'll take some live calls then. But otherwise, I'll be back in about a month and a half for a new show. And uh, wishing everybody uh, a happy start to the new year. February 1st, year of the cat, year of the tiger coming uh, in Chinese calendar. So uh, that will be interesting to see as well. So, all right, Till next time, cheers. Jim Ventura out.